action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon, welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A tough week for Rangers Ends in them hosting Kilmarnock As they look to cut Celtic's lead at the top The Hoops will have the chance to respond tomorrow When they head to Dundee The weather is causing havoc The battle of the Saints falls foul But the big battle for the top six survives I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans But let's go straight to Ibrooks And get team news ahead of Rangers and Kilmarnock With Alison Conroy and Gordon DL Good afternoon Gordon from Ibrox. Four changes for Rangers this afternoon after that 2-0 Scottish Cup defeat to Aberdeen in midweek. It's two changes for Kilmarnock after that win at St Mirren on Monday night. So Rangers will have McGregor in goal, a back four of Tavernier, Katic, Goldson and Halliday. Then it'll be Koulibaly, Davis and Kamara. Up top Candias, Morelos and Kent. On the bench, Fodringham, Warrell, Barisic, McCrory, Gresda, Lafferty and Defoe. For Kilmarnock, it'll be Bachman in goal, a back four of O'Donnell, Finlay, Broadfoot and Taylor. Then the three of Power, Dicker and Malumbu with Burke and McKenzie just in behind the lone striker of Brophy. On the bench for Killy this afternoon, McDonald, Bruce, Boyd, McElhaney, Miller, Millen and Tishbola. Gordon Dale, we look at these two teams. Start with Rangers. Are you surprised with some of these changes this afternoon? Um, yes, I am. But obviously, I think Stephen Gerrard's been disappointed with uh, the Aberdeen game. And uh, he's had a think about it and thought, right, I'm going to mix things up whether one or two is injured. It's a big day for Rangers, Alison. I've really got to say that because they play a Kilmarnock side that will come here full of confidence. Um, they know that games have been tight, apart from obviously when Backman, the goalkeeper, gets sent off and Rangers won 5-0 and Kilmarnock were down to 10 men. But apart from that, games have always been tight. Kilmarnock are a very well-disciplined side and they will cause problems here. Rangers have got to get the three points because there'll be a packed house. Um, you know, Rangers fans coming along expecting Rangers to win. And after the break as well, International break, they go to Celtic Park. They've got to go with a bit of confidence. How much extra pressure is on Rangers this afternoon given that result in midweek? Massive, absolutely massive. Not just for the fact of the loss to Aberdeen. A one-off game, you can do that. But they're eight points behind Celtic. Celtic play tomorrow up at Dens Park and you'd expect, no disrespect, Celtic to pick up three points. So they've got to bounce back. They've really got to go and put a performance on and win this game. But let me say, Steve Clark knows how to beat Rangers mm. and he will come here with confidence. As you say, it was 5-0 in the Scottish Cup replay last month. But Kilmarnock haven't lost to Rangers in the league this season. Can Steve Clark use that? Yes, I think he'll look at the the 5-0 defeat and he'll put you know, the onus on the fact that they lost their goalkeeper so early. Um, it went down to 10 men. It's always difficult, especially at a place like Ibrox. Um, so I think Kilmarnock, he'll go with an attacking lineup. he'll go with two up, he'll try and cause Rangers problems, Rangers have made a few changes at the back as well, Katic's come in, so he'll probably go and try and test Rangers, and he'll try and test this crowd, because it's a great cliche about if you can silence the crowd in the first 15 or 20 minutes, that makes you get you know get yourself into the game and build on that. So Rangers have got to start the front foot. They've really got to you know get the crowd up, get the first goal, and try and get the vital three points that they need. So it's Katic, Halliday, Koulibaly and Davis that come in for Rangers this afternoon, Gordon. Gordon Dale's right. There'll be an unforgiving atmosphere at Ibrox today in the wake of Aberdeen's Cup win there on Tuesday night. Although. Gordon Duncan I would have to say to you I think perhaps that 
Steve Gerrard has actually been too candid since Tuesday night. He's spoken about the need to win a trophy next season or else. For me, league titles are decided by arithmetic. There are 27 points still to be played for. The gap between Celtic and Rangers is eight points. I just wonder if Steven Gerrard has talked down Rangers' chances prematurely. I wouldn't think so. I think Steven Gerrard here has been totally realistic with what he's come out and said and I'm reading the newspapers today. I think he's been brutally honest about his squad. He, he realises the players he brought in probably haven't stood up to it and he's called for bigger characters and he says he needs some marquee signings. That was a big one for me, marquee signings. And that that says to me that Rangers will throw everything at it next year. I think... As I said, Stephen Gerrard's realistic like the rest of us. He knows the point gap is big and the games are running out, but he needs a reaction from his players. He can't let the season fizzle out and he can't afford to let that points gap drift in to double figures or then it does turn out to be a disaster. How big is it today, Alex Ray? Yeah, it's uh, monumental on the back of a disappointment in midweek. It's how these players react, Gordon. We see this time after time. They've got an opportunity to bridge the gap down to five points. He's brought in some uh, players who, you know, I think a lot of the Rangers fans have been saying Katic should be in from the, the last several weeks as well. He's been disappointing at the back. It's an opportunity to see Stephen Davis. So we haven't quite seen enough of Stephen Davis. For me, he came in in January as a marquee signing. Didn't really c- quite hit the heights. It's an opportunity for him. The front three is the same, Gordon. But it's uh, whoever wins this individual battle today in the middle of the park, you know, the, the individual kind of areas. You've got Dicker, Power and Malumbu. Three decent Aggressive players will put their foot in And Kamara, Koulibaly and Davis Have to win that battle if Rangers are going to get any joy today Gordon Deal, what do you make of that midfield? I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would uh, much rather Have been able to choose the likes of Scott Arfield And Ryan Jack He doesn't have that luxury this afternoon I know some Rangers fans have been on our show last night Wanting to see Ross McCrory uh, But it's Koulibaly that gets the nod in there Yeah, well you look at the midfield And I think that Alex Wright will be a massive battle in there You look at Kamara for instance He settled into the Rangers side and he's, he's played very well, you've got to say. Steve da- Stephen Davis came here with a massive reputation and probably massive wages as well. And we all thought, and let's be honest, we all thought it would be a terrific signing. It's not happened for him. He doesn't look the same player. It's a big, big game for him. He's got to show the Rangers fans that he's still got something to offer this club. And obviously Cooley Bally coming in there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they play together in the middle of the park because that's where you've got to dominate the game you've got to go and win that battle in there that's so important so it'll be interesting to see how that goes uh, let's hear from both managers starting with Stephen Gerrard well I think if they've got anything about them if they've got character and, and, and personality and they've got feelings and, and they understand the club and the supporters and I think it should be quite straightforward in terms of what you need to give moving forward so yeah I mean it won't be any more straightforward than normal we, we won't change much in terms of our preparation how we go about messages and strength and weaknesses of our position but I think sometimes you you'd end up in situations as a player and as a team where tactics and information has to come second it, it, it's about you and what you give in terms of your performance and I'm expecting a performance uh, for the supporters it's got to be about the supporters because that was a tough one for them to take on, on Tuesday and we understand that Up against Stevie Clark this afternoon For us it's never about cutting the gap or closing down, I always speak about our performance I think over the last couple of league games Motherwell here at home, uh, St Myrna away we looked a little bit like we're old selves again Hard to beat, resolute, and decent on the ball as well. We're creating a few chances, so 
if we can continue that and it's good enough to get as a point or three points, then that'll be great. We don't fear any team in the league. We respect everybody, but we don't fear anybody. It's a free hit for Kilmarnock. There's no pressure on Stevie Clark or any of the Kilmarnock players. You know, they've had a reasonable season. They, they hit uh, a bad patch where they went eight games without a win, but they remain high in the league table. So it's a free hit for them. They have been a pest for Rangers, none more so than when the winter break ended and they, they beat Rangers 2-1, uh, the first game back after the resumption. So it's a free hit for them, but Stephen Gerrard under immense pressure this afternoon. So that's you up to speed with team news ahead of the big one at Ibrox Rangers against Kilmarnock. Let's go around the rest of the grounds and get a flavour for what's happening. Fraser Wishart is watching Hamilton and Hearts at the Hope CBD Stadium, Fraser. Conditions fine here, Gordon. No real wind. The snow and the rain is gone as well and no snow on the pitch. So a very important game for Ackies. Of course, with the St Mirren game being postponed, I think it gives this game a wee bit more importance for Hamilton and Ackies because a win would see them seven points ahead of Saints at the bottom and going into the international break in a pretty good mood. They did a great win a couple of weeks ago at Petaudry and that gave them that seven-point cushion. But next up was last Saturday. They did a poor performance against Motherwell, three down by half-time. And I think that shows the inconsistency in why they're near the bottom of the league Brian Rice has come in and I think performances have improved and they get some big games pre-split they've got Kelly, Livy and St Myrne after today and there's games that they think they can win and a great chance to put points on the board but as always they'll find it hard against Hearts who have a bit inconsistent themselves in grinding out results recently and Hearts actually have a great record against Hamilton Ackies they won 4-1 here in August conditions a bit different in the first game of the season 2-0 in Tynecastle and Boxing Day in fact Hearts have only lost one of the last 15 matches against Ackies so the omens are good for them still in the running for fourth or maybe even third in the chase for a European place Hearts must win today if they even think about getting above Kelly and Aberdeen for the end of the season are three points behind Kelly and four behind Aberdeen forgive you the team's only one change from that heavy defeat last week for Hamilton Ackies in comes McGowan for Chemby and there's a change of formation to 3-5-2 Gary Woods is in goals Alex Gogic Matt Kilgallen and Ziggy Gordon at the back in midfield Aaron McGowan Scott Martin Darry McKinnon Tony Andrew and Lenny Soa with George Oakley and Mikel Miller as the strikers on the bench for Ackies Ryan Fulton Delphin Chemby Dougie Emery David McMillan Regan Mimno Lewis Smith and Stephen Boyd four changes for Hearts from the team that beat Partick Thistle during the week Godinho Lee White and perhaps surprisingly Ek Piazu drop out uh, with Brandon Haring Vanacek and Morrison coming in 4-4-2 for them Zedek Vlamal in goals Jimmy Brandon John Suter Crystal Berra and Ben Garuccio at the back Callum Morrison Peter Haring Arno Zoom and Jake Moraney in midfield with up front Sean Clare and David Vanacek the substitutes for Hearts Colin Doyle Oliver Bozanich Craig Whiten Uchi Ekpiazu Harry Cochran Clever Di Camona and Aidan Kina and the referee today at Hamilton is Willie Collum uh, thank you to Fraser Wishart in Hamilton What about at Pataudry, Dave Galloway It's been quite the week for Aberdeen uh, But back to league business And back to a venue which hasn't been a, a happy home for Aberdeen in the league recently Yes indeed, thank you Gordon Well the Aberdeen players have an extra spring in their step After Tuesday's Scottish Cup quarter-final replay win over Rangers at Ibrox And before that becoming the first Premiership team To take anything away from Parkhead this season A hard-fought goalless draw against Celtic Yes the Dons have an excellent away record But as you've talked 
touched on at home, it's a different story. Pretty poor. Derek McInnes' side have not won a league game at Pittodri since beating Hearts just before Christmas, and they're determined to put things right here against the Livingston side, who made things very tough for their hosts on their previous visit before Lewis Ferguson's 92nd-minute winner won it for Aberdeen. The Dons uh, make two changes, I can tell you. Sam Cosgrove and Mikey Devlin replacing Andy Considine and Dean Campbell. It's Joe Lewis in goals. Across the back, Dom Ball, Scott McKenna, Mikey Devlin and Max Lowe. Midfield, Niall McGinn, Lewis Ferguson, Graham Shinney and Conor McLennan. Up top, Sam Cosgrove and Stevie May. The subs, Cherney, Halford, Gleeson, Campbell, Ross, Stewart and Wilson. As for Livingston, well, they are unchanged. So it's Liam Kelly in goals at the back. Declan Gallagher, Alan Lithgow, Craig Halkett and Kieran Brown. Five in midfield, Steve Lawson, Keegan Jacobs, Scott Pittman, Scott Robinson and Craig Sibbald with Chris Erskine leading the line for Livy. Their substitutes today are Stuart, DeVita, Odefin, uh, Burnett, Lawless, Tiffany and Hardy. And match referee at Pataudry, Don Robertson. Uh, let's delve into the Championship quickly because the Battle of the Saints is off. That's the only game in the top flight which has fallen foul to the weather. St Johnson against St Mirren. A quick detour for our man Andrew McLean sees him at Falkirk Partick Thistle. Huge game in the Championship, Andrew. Yeah, a massive game here and it's actually the only Championship game that survives today. The other three are off so this maybe will be a good chance for one of these sides to put pressure on the teams above them if they can get all three points but both these sides of course fighting off relegation at the moment but the recent form shows that they are on the up Ray McKinnon's side they're in eighth a point above Partick Thistle but they have played a game more impressively though they've only lost once in their last nine games and that was last time out away to runaway leaders Ross County as for Thistle Ninth, two points above Alloa, who are bottom of the table. They're having to deal with that memory of the Scottish Cup quarterfinal exit to Hearts in midweek. But they have had good wins against Dundee United and Inverness recently. But you never really know what Partick Thistle side are going to turn up. In terms of team news, two changes for Falkirk. Jarvis and McLean drop out. Keeler Dunn and Rudden come in a 4-5-1 for them. Harry Burgoyne in goal. It's a back four of Jordan McGee, William Edgingwelly, Kieran McKenna and Paul Dixon. The five across the midfield. Demantis, Petrovicius, Ian McShane, Abdul Osman, Paul Payton and Davis Keeler Dunn with Zach Rudden, the lone striker. The subs, Fizan, Kid, Todorov, Robson, Jarvis, McLean and Waddington. As for Patrick Thistle, two changes for them as well. Stephen Anderson and Christy Elliott both picked up injuries in that game on Tuesday night. They drop out. McGinty and Cardle in for them. 4-4-2 for Partick Thistle. Connor Hazard in goal. A back four of Jack McMillan, Sean McGinty, Stephen Saunders and James Penrice. The midfield four, Joe Cardle, Stuart Bannigan, Craig Slater and Blair Spittle with Lewis Mansell and Scott McDonald. The strike partnership substitutes Sneddon, Doolan, Harkins, Gordon, Story, Fitzpatrick and Roy. The referee for this one is Mike Roncon. Now, what a huge game we've got in the capital. Easter Road, Hibs against Motherwell. The battle for the top six is really heating up and it's going to be not quite decided, but a long way to being decided today there. Steve Cowan is watching that one for us. Hi, Steve. Hi there. Yeah, and uh, I think you're right. Uh, both teams will be going for it today. I expect goals from both sides today. You look at the players on show. McNulty, Camberry for Hibs on, on form. Turnbull and Hasty for Motherwell. So good attacking options all over the park. The pitch looks good. It's still raining really heavily here but I don't see any danger of the game going off Hibs first of all make one change from the team that drew one over Rangers out goes Dana McGregor he is obviously suspended sent off and replaced by Vikintis Slavika so they start off with a 4-4-2 with Offi and Marciano in goals a back four of David Gray Mark Milligan Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson a midfield four of Stefan Omienga Stevie Marlin Vikintis Slavika and Daryl Horgan and up front the two goal scorers as I mentioned there Mark McNulty 
and Florian Camberry. Motherwell, as you say, also in good form. They'll be pushing hard today for those three points. They start with a 4-3-3. They make no changes to the team that beat Hamilton 3-0. They go with Mark Gillespie in goal. A back four of Liam Grimshaw, Tom Aldred, Charles Dunn and Richard Tate. A back, a midfield three of Alan Campbell, Alex Rodriguez and David Turnbull. And a front three of Jack Hasty, Curtis Main and Gaboli Ariba. The subs for Hibs, uh, just to let you know, Drabowski, Bartley, Shaw, Murray, Mackey, Murray, that's Innes Murray and Lewis Allen. And for Motherwell, they've got Ferguson, McHugh, Hartley, Freer, Donnelly, Johnson and Scott. And today's match referee is Kevin Clancy. Let's hear from both managers ahead of that one then. Paul Heckingbottom, first up. A very tough one. Everyone's found them difficult to beat. They're on a fantastic run of form. And they're chasing, so they're dangerous, they're hungry for all intents and purposes they could have been approaching these last few games with a must win attitude you know games are running out and they're still chasing so it's a means for a dangerous team nothing to lose so regardless the how the pattern of the game goes at some point they'll be throwing everything at us and we have to be ready for that we're obviously in a good position looking at Motherwell's games we've got left they've got some tough ones so again that'll influence their approach and it's two teams we've had it before with St Johnson where you can get one over and on your nearest competitor if you like Sometimes you win the up and your opponents win and the gap stays the same. We know on Saturday that there'll be a three-point swing whichever way, so that's really important. A 100th game in charge for Stephen Robinson two years after taking the job. Here's what he had to say. It's something to aim for, you know, of, as you say, after the Ross County game, if somebody had said, you know, six or seven games down the line, you would have a chance of going into the top six uh, at the game away to Hibs, you'd have, you'd have taken it. Um, and it shows how good our form's been. You know, and it's got us into a position to, to look up the way. But um, we have to continue that. We can't take our foot off the gas. We can't take anything for granted that it will happen. It's been a lot of hard work, um, a lot of coaching, a lot of credit must go to the coaching staff here as well. Um, you know, I said in the manager month thing, it was, it was more a reward for everybody around the football club, the percentages, the small percentages. We work extremely hard and I credit all the staff here. That's a huge game, Hugh Keevens. In this yeah. part of the world, we understand why Rangers and Kilmarnock's getting a lot of the headlines. Um, but look at that one at Easter Road, it's a cracker. Let, let it be said that uh, Stephen Robinson is a highly credible centurion today. 100 games in charge of the club. He's taken them to cup finals. He's maintained a high league position. The job he has done is first class. And he has also brought through these outstanding young players at the same time. Jake Hasty, Campbell. You know, so they... they, they they have everything going for them at the moment. It's just as well, though, that Stevie Cowan's not up front for the Hibs the way he used to be, banging them in there. Uh, but they'll need to make do with McNulty and Camberry instead. That's the scene set then ahead of a big afternoon across Scottish football. Rangers, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, Hearts, Aberdeen, Livy and Hibs Motherwell in the top flight. Our featured championship game is Falkirk, Partick, Thistle. We'll get the guys involved as we look back on the stories, the week's biggest stories, I should say. That's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray are here in the studio. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well as we build up to Rangers, Kilmarnock, Hamilton Hearts, Aberdeen, Livy, Hibbs, Motherwell, and in the Championship, Falkirk against Partick Thistle. Now, at this stage on a Saturday, we always take a look back on. The week's biggest story Or the week's biggest stories uh, Alex Ray Certainly since Tuesday evening The biggest talking point Has been Rangers Not only yeah. the immediate Fallout from exiting The Scottish Cup But the, the bigger question of Where Rangers are at Have they progressed Since last season How much have they progressed yeah. Since last season What would your answer be To the above 
Well, uh, I was writing down some some notes earlier on in terms of some of the personnel hue that they had at their disposal last mm-hmm. year. You guys like Dalcio, Dudu, Cardozo, Herrera, uh, you know, young Jason Holtz went down, Karancha. You know, there's some really poor players that weren't contributing. This season, for me, they're actually playing a better brand of football. Where they're struggling is they're lacking for consistency when it really matters. That goes back to Steven Gerrard's question of... Um, you know, mentality, Gordon, because there's been times when they've when into games you're thinking they can close a gap or, you know, they can, can make an impact. So for me, they have done. In terms of the cup competitions, extremely, extremely disappointing. You know, in the manner which I was at the game on Tuesday night, they were really poor. Uh, didn't offer a great deal. And Stephen Gerrard was right in saying that they offered nothing man-to-man. They didn't compete well enough. European-wise, I think they've done more than was expected. And you have to factor that into coming back on the back of that because the, the majority of these players as well have never competed at that level. So you have to negotiate with 14 ties either coming back or having played against better opposition. So over the course, I think there's progression, but they have to go a good bit because the gap between them and Celtic is still considerable. And it's a big summer for Steven mm. Gerrard and Mark Allen in recruitment. So progression, but not as much as you would have liked. Is that a fair, is that a fair summary? Absolutely, but this, Gordon, it's fine margins and you look about where, you know, and I think we would go back to mentality and um, seeing out games. There's going to be times, so I was sitting with Marvin Andrews at a dinner last Friday and he says, even when you're playing ugly, you need to grind out a result. And I don't know if Rangers have actually got that. And if you take an example of Celtic recently where they've nicked late winners at Kamarnock and Hearts, that shows character and that's what Rangers need to get into their squad so that when it's not going their way they need to end up nicking points so that it makes a difference come the end of the season Hugh you were out gallivanting last night so we've actually not spoken to you since uh, Aberdeen knocked Rangers out of the cup what about that bigger question then this question of of progress yes they have progressed but not to the satisfaction of the manager or the players uh, and certainly not the supporters but I go back to the point that we seem to be holding an inquest into Rangers before the patient has actually expired and I go back to this point that Celtic must still win this title now there's no point in everybody jumping up and down shouting at the radio it's purely and simply arithmetic there are 27 points to be played for the gap is 8 points therefore there is still work to be done of course but I think where most people come back at that and where Stephen Gerrard himself you know kind of half was half writing off the challenges that and I don't want this to be an arithmetic lecture. That means Rangers are going to have to say Rangers win all nine of the remaining games. Yeah, Celtic could still get away with winning, you know, seven of those six. You know, they're going to have to. There's still a big swing that has to happen. Okay, yeah, of course. But, but there, there is my arithmetical case. Now we move on to Steve Gerrard as an individual. He will get this season as the great former Liverpool player, Istanbul. All of the titles won, uh, or the cups rather, won by Liverpool during his time as captain. Next season, he'll become just another manager, and that will go into the bin. So that's why he's saying that he must get something next season because everyone knows Europe, as Alex said, was terrific for Rangers, made them a lot of money, and that's fine. The Rangers fans don't care about Europe. Well, they do, because you, well, you can't just forget about it completely, yeah, can you? But they don't care about it nearly as much as they care about getting back okay. at Celtic they don't care nearly as much about getting back at Celtic so they they, they need this 10 in a row nightmare to end for them if it does go to 8 
Then next season Steven Gerrard is under immense pressure And if he can't stop nine He'll be off Fraser Wishart We've not spoken to you Since Tuesday night What do you make of this Current debate? Well the debate A lot of it seems to be Around stats and points And games Compared to last year But I mean Any day looking at it You can use stats Whatever you want But anybody looking objectively Would say Rangers are In a better position And a better side than they were at this time last season. I mean, they were in total array on the field of play amongst the players, amongst the, the management as well. So they are in a better place. But when it comes to the, the big games against Aberdeen this year, they have fallen short. I didn't see the game on Tuesday, but I was at the semi-final against Aberdeen where they, they were very poor. Aberdeen weren't great on the day, but, but, but won, the, won the game. So when it comes to the big games, they have fallen short. And I think it's a lot of it's down to I think a lack of goals other than Alfredo Morelos when it comes to key points. If Morelos doesn't score, Tavani has scored a lot of dead balls and penalty kicks. But other than that, you know, I don't think Andy's really close to, to even double figures in, in the squad. And I think that's been that's been an issue. And um, I think Hugh's right. I mean, there's still an outside chance Rangers, are, you know, a chance of winning the league. But I, I just don't see it. They'd have to win every single game. The two old firm games have been that Celtic don't don't have any 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 kind of way to slip. But I, I think Celtic will will win the league. But at the end of the season, you judge judge it by what did the Rangers fans and Rangers board of directors expect at the start of the season. I don't think many expected the league title. But I think they did expect a trophy. They did expect a cup. And from a financial perspective, getting knocked out of the quarterfinals, you don't even get the, the, the glory or mm. the money, sorry, of the semi-final and the final as well. So that's going to be a, a black mark as well. So I think the cups are the main area. I think they are closer to Celtic than they were last year, but Celtic are still a, a better team. And over the summer, it's going to be interesting because there'll be huge changes at both football clubs. But uh, yeah, I think in general, they are in a better position than last year, but still short, I think, of where people expect them to be. OK, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard then. This is what he had to say yesterday, reacting to the cup defeat and, and looking at the bigger picture as well. I've been a bit low and a bit flat but I'm fine I'm, I've picked myself back up I'm ready for the next challenge and I will guarantee you that I will improve myself personally and I will do everything I can to improve things that's all I can do there had to be a lot of change when I took over in the job uh, I knew I weren't going to sort the problem out in one transfer window not even two but without a doubt we've moved forward we've improved players that were here before have raised the game players that we've brought in the majority have, have stood up and, and done really well some haven't so we're aware of that and we'll continue to try and improve the 11 continue to try and improve the 18 what I can do is guarantee the supporters here that every bit of time and effort and energy from myself from Mark Allen from the recruitment team we're doing everything we can to make Rangers a better team and a winning team and my confidence hasn't changed that I can make that happen but it's not going to happen overnight Rome wasn't built in a day and this job was huge when I walked in and it was huge for a reason because a lot of things needed fixing on and off the pitch and we're doing everything we can to make that happen there will be change here there'll be, there'll be new players there'll be better players because the current players need some help and support to keep growing and keep improving and give them a better chance of competing for, for, for what's available so there will be change we will get more quality and, and add to it and we will improve of course we will but I don't expect the same terms and numbers because I don't think we need a squad overhaul I think we need some bits of mag- magic, a couple of marquee players to add to what we've got to, to maybe go to another level. Gordon Deal. Uh, yeah, I, I hear the boys and saying about the progression. Uh, I always thought this game was a results-driven business, and you've got to be honest and say the results haven't been that great, especially in the cup competitions, uh, the way they've got uh, put out of them. Um, you look at um, their, their league campaign, three games in a row is the most that they've won. I thought you'd expect more for that. And if you can't have progression at any level, spending the amount of money that Rangers have spent, he's brought in 17 players. He's spent a lot of money. It's a progression. 
if you were sitting as a fan or on the board saying that is good enough for the amount of money that's been out of this club on players players just to ask a question you're saying that if you haven't spent that kind of money you'd be looking for that I think everybody agrees where uh, they would probably expect to have win further in the cup and you're actually I think we're in agreement that you probably look for a little bit more and you know in the league as well in terms of some of the games in terms you've mentioned three in the bounce and things however you, you mentioned there that you know with the amount of money spent I'm sure there was as much money spent the year before and it turned out to be an absolute shambles and they're probably still paying the price mm. for that because they'll be picking up the tabs for Herrera and that and guys that have still gone out on loan so you, you can, if you want to gauge the two of them that way Gordon in terms of the money spent last year which was an absolute shamble compared to this for me there has been progress there but is the results any different Alex apart from yes okay they're 8 points behind Celtic they've been knocked out of the cup co- uh, competitions yeah you know so if you if you put the managers together and put their records together there's not a big difference here so if you're saying last year the money that get put to the club is an absolute shambles what are you saying about this year then is it different because it's Steven Gerrard that's the manager? No, because you, when you look at Daz, when you actually look at the, the Euro, European progress for starters, they're actually a position ahead of where they, were. they finished last year. Now, we've obviously got a few games to negotiate before we get to the end of this season where we can actually make an informed decision on here. It's important the Rangers try and get the result today. The, but public, the public happen to believe that the press, the media in general, go easy on Steven Gerrard because of who he is. That won't be the case for much longer. As I say, in the first season, you are Steven Gerrard icon. Next season, he's just another manager. And if he doesn't win a trophy next season, he'll prove that he's just another manager because Rangers will get rid of him. I think when, what was that, 5,000 fans turned up at Ibrox for the unveiling of Steven Gerrard. Possibly even more, possibly, I can't remember you. I think, tell me Daz in this, they expected Steven Gerrard to deliver something. Now, I'm not saying the league. I think a lot of Rangers fans would have been realistic about that. But I think when you're chatting about the spend, and I know what you're saying, Alex, that it was probably similar last season, but then when they see them bringing in guys like Davis and Defoe, there would have been realistic expectation that Rangers were going to challenge for the Scottish Cup, having already been dumped out of the League Cup. I think there'll be a, 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 an element of the Rangers fans that are hugely disappointed mm. that there, once again there is no silverware. I do think Steven Gerrard will get time, but the relationship with him and Mark Allen is going to be hugely important from now until the first day of next season because he's already admitted that the players that he's brought in haven't really done the job. He's just said basically there that we need better players. We're going to get more quality and we need marquee signings. Basically saying that the guys we brought in or some of the guys we brought in haven't been good enough. So they two need to get together and it's a huge summer because mm. what if Steven Gerrard has another transfer window and he comes out in the first months of next season and it's not going quite right. How long did Rangers last? But that's that's you know in the future. But I think there'll be Rangers fans disappointed that there wasn't one of the cups delivered. Yeah, I mean Mev's a, a Rangers fan on Twitter who says I didn't expect the title in a period of transition, but I admit I did expect at least one cup. I suppose that that will be it in a in a nutshell. Fraser Wisher because you, like you can't guarantee cup success. Cups are difficult. You know you can lose them on in in various ways, but if you can at least get to a final, you know give give yourself the day out. You know, this was this was the quarter final of the cup that that, that that Rangers crashed out on. That I don't. There's no really a, any other way of spinning that, is there? No, not at all. Not at all. You can't spin the, the poor performances in the in the, the cup ties. 
and uh, you know if you win a cup it stops Celtic getting the treble treble which is looking more and more likely so it's, uh, it's, it's as simple as that it stops the, the bragging rights it takes them a wee step forward and, and I think I think the, 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 the guy tweeted in there is absolutely spot on and, and I think probably epitomises what uh, most Rangers supporters think but uh, it's the manner in which they've gone out of the, of the, the, the big cup games that's probably more disturbing than anything else it's really in the big games we now a bit of a whimper and I think that is a, a bit of a problem but the problem uncomplicated world yes the Cups have been a disappointment from Hibs winning in the final to Motherwell putting Rangers out to Aberdeen doing it twice this season but there's only one thing that consumes Rangers supporters and that's Celtic winning 10 in a row and if Stephen Gerrard can't stop it this season he must do it next season or else I believe Rangers will say well we're not getting into the 10 in a row season with him in charge then he's had two shots at it yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but again, it goes down to how well he does next season here. Because we, it, you were getting Rangers fans coming on, I think most people would expect to at least get to a final, try and maybe try and add some silverware. And we have to put it in context. And Hugh always highlights the ten in a row. But you have to step back as well in terms of effectively where Rangers were last year. This club were an absolute shambles. He's had two transfer windows, and then you have to put it in context where Celtic were in terms of the treble treble on back-to-back seasons so Celtic are you know got all the resources they've got all the players and, and they've got the kids coming through as well Rangers are trying to bridge that gap and it's extremely difficult but you're absolutely right Hugh in terms of Steven Gerrard has mm. to try and stop yeah. that OK let's leave that one there because we've got 20 minutes until kick-off in the big games across the country Rangers Kilmarnock Hamilton Hearts Aberdeen Levy Hibs Motherwell and in the Championship Falkirk Partick Thistle we go back around the grounds next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. 15 minutes to kick off around the country. Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens are here in the studio. Let's go back around the grounds and build up to kick off. Uh, Aberdeen against Livingston, Dave Galloway. Is there a, a greater expectation now, Dave, that Aberdeen get their, their home league form back on track, particularly on the back of what they managed to achieve in Glasgow during the week? Gordon, that's very much the case. You know, Aberdeen must win today if they've got any chance of stopping Rangers moving completely out of reach in second place. The gap is currently eight points. Um, the Dons, they need to um, look over their shoulders to remember, you know, Kilmarnock are breathing down the necks, just one point uh, behind them. But it's going to be a tough one today. Livy, after a losing run, you know, they look like they're, they're getting back on track. A good 3-1 win over St. Johnson last weekend, you know, and they've made things difficult for Aberdeen in their, their two previous meetings this season Let's hear from the managers then Derek McInnes first up We recognise the challenge of both games in Glasgow tough games but we also spoke about how it's brilliant games to involve in we should be relishing the opportunity and you know I've been pleased with uh, so much that the players have gave I think first of all the, the 0-0 at Celtic Park and then another night another clean sheet against a good Rangers team who normally Score it well and ask the question of you, and um, you know it was a brilliant effort from everybody involved. You know the the players really knocked their pan and gave everything to get that desired result. And the importance of getting the club into a semi final was clear. So delighted that we managed to come through two tough games, um, two clean sheets. And of course, it's Gary Holt in the way dugout today. It's a wonderful game to go and play. They've, they've played the old firm back to back, had two ph- phenomenal results. Um, as they'll see it it's a test for our lads to go against the probably for me the second best team in the league the league position towards that last year year on year they've been second they've been in cup finals 
cup semi-finals um, and they're, a, they're a, an exciting team to go and play and we've matched them in two games we've, we've not got nothing out of the games but they've been close fought we lost 3-2 up there we lost 2-1 here um, so we know what they're good about we know their strengths but they also know what we're good about so it should be a really exciting game and one I'm looking forward to Let's go back to Hamilton against Hearts Fraser Wishart is watching that one No St Mirren today Fraser And with Dundee playing against Celtic tomorrow um, I, these, One of the days I suppose Hearts will, will try and take advantage of that And get some points on the board at home yeah, I mean, I think that you look at Hamilton Aki Switch, as I mentioned earlier on, looking at them this morning, and uh, before the, the split, they play Kelly away, Livingston at home, and Simon at home. So, seven of their last eight games are going to be against teams in the bottom six, and they must fancy themselves, Aki's over the next four games, to put a wee bit of distance between themselves and the teams at the bottom bottom of the table. Of course, Brian Rice has come in. I think he's done okay so far. He seems to have got uh, a bit, bit more out of the players, didn't really have time to bring in his own his own players. When you look at those fixtures, you know, you, you fancy Aki's to maybe just, maybe just sneak it towards the end of the season but um, you, know, you never know when you get to the split and that's the important part just now is getting as many points as, as you can get Hearts on the other hand they're looking for third or fourth perhaps to get into Europe but they've got Aberdeen at home Rangers away and Hibs at home before the split as well so they've got a lot of big big games to now in the end of the season so exciting times for the Hearts supporters but from Aki's point of view to get anything out of today because they've got a poor record against Hearts for a number number of years a draw today would be a fantastic result I don't think they'll get it I think Hearts would just about be strong enough to win by the odd goal but a point today for Aki's and if he could sneak a win they'd go seven points ahead going into the international break a couple of weeks for Dundee and some to think about it well, let's hear from Brian Rice it doesn't have to be a team at the bottom of the league a team at the top of the league you know a win the atmosphere's different uh, you know it's it just is that's football and it always has been it'll, it'll never change a win g- gives you confidence you know and people's got a, a spray in their step you know, uh, defeat sets you back a wee bit, but you, you know you've got to be bigger than that. You get in the next one and say, "Come on, let's get going." It's done and dusted. I keep saying and I, I keep repeating, you can't do anything about the the past. You can only affect the future. You know, last week's gone. Yeah, we were hurting last weekend, and it took a few days to get out of the system, but that's gone now. Hearts is our focus. Under day, they're a good side, and that, that's the same with, with a lot of teams in this league. You come up against them when they're, when they're in a really good form and having a good day, then it'll be difficult for us. But we have to do our best. Hamilton will play the way they play, so we've got to play our best to give us the best chance possible. You know, anybody who, who goes up to Aberdeen and gets all three points is obviously capable of beating just about anybody in the league, so that'll be a tough game for us. Steve Cowan's watching Hibs against Motherwell in the battle for the top six. Steve, Hibs will have all the expectation of, of being at home. I'm sure the Easter Road faithful certainly expect a top six finish. How much of it today is going to come down to stopping Motherwell's youngsters? The likes of Hasty and Turnbull have been grabbing all the headlines recently. Yeah, I think it's a good point you make. And um, yeah, the Hibs fans do expect the their team over the last two or three years to do well, get up the league, and uh, obviously Neil Lennon got them to a good finish uh, the last season there. But it's going to be difficult this afternoon. You know, Motherwell, as you say, coming here with all the young players in the team, and you know, the last seven, sorry, the last nine league games, um, they've won seven of those. So that's a, a real testament to what Stephen Robertson is starting to put together at Motherwell. Hibbs, on the other hand, yet, you know, Paul Hecking bottom, he's got undefeated in four league games, three wins, and a draw. So a great start for him, and um, the signing of Mark McNulty, I think, it made, makes all the difference I think six goals he's got in his last um, six or seven games gets a Scotland 
call-up as well. Canberry also scoring. So, as I said earlier on, I think this afternoon the, the fans came in for a, a real treat here with both teams looking to get that top six place. Yeah, should be a cracker in the capital. Let's go into the Championship, our featured match this afternoon. Falkirk against Partick Thistle. Uh, Andrew McLean, not only is this a huge game because they're both round about each other in the league and they go head-to-head, uh, but also the other teams have fallen foul to the weather, so a chance for points to go on the board. Yeah, exactly. A win for either side. It would take them above Queen of the South into seventh place. It would also help them pull further away from Alloa, who have been in really poor form in recent weeks. Alloa sit bottom of the table with 26 points. Partick Thistle on 28. And Falkirk have played a game more than those two there on 29. So three points would be absolutely massive for either side if they managed to get it today. But you look at the difference in the two teams. They've obviously improved in recent weeks. They made their changes in January. Falkirk seem to have found a level of consistency I think that maybe Partick Thistle haven't Falkirk have only lost once in the last uh, nine games whereas Partick Thistle they sort of go from game to game and you never really know what side they're going to turn up I remember I was at uh, Partick Thistle against Ross County for Super Scoreboard a few weeks ago they were 2-0 up at half time they ended up losing 4-2 so it's not even sort of game to game it's been half to half that they've they've struggled for consistency but in terms of pulling away from Alloa they've both got goal scorers as well which is really vital when you're down at the bottom of the table Zach Rudden's been in great form for Falkirk and you've got Scott McDonald who's really coming on to a game for Partick Thistle as well so I think it'll be very hard to predict this one today but the three points for either side would be absolutely massive I suppose the important thing Hugh Keevans is that there are signs there for both Thistle and Falkirk isn't yeah. there? it's not all doom and gloom because there have been plenty of signs in recent weeks that they can get out of it it's just about uh, outperforming your rivals Listen, they're so tight down at the bottom of that league that they're by no means certain that Partick Thistle are in trouble I thought they were very unlucky midweek in the cup I thought they were denied a solid yeah. penalty claim In the last seconds of the game Which were, you know would have taken it to 2-all uh, So they are good enough To get a result at Falkirk today I'm not going to say they will Because Gary Caldwell would then be entitled to phone a solicitor OK, that's the scene set We've got about 7 minutes to go Until kick-off We are going to give you a bit of a breather And then it's back to Ibrox for the big one Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon DL are here waiting for your calls, so don't hang about. 0141 951 1025, another frustrating afternoon for you Rangers fans. What did you make of it today? And what about the bigger picture for what that means going forward for the rest of the league campaign? A happy Hamilton fans, I would imagine. What a result that is. Aberdeen, what is going on with you? You go to Glasgow and you get results for fun these days, uh, but can't do the business at home against Livingston and Celtic up against Dundee tomorrow. Give us all your thoughts. 0141 951 1025. Let's hear from you right now. If rugby's your thing, it might not be for much longer tonight Because with two minutes on the clock It's England 7, Scotland 0 Already, Hugh Evans Not yeah. going to plan Where's Mighty Mouse? I mean, get him on yeah. injured though yeah, I, th- I think he maybe retired a few years ago So oh. we'll, we'll leave it at that Let me give you some full-time scores Before we take the calls In the Premiership this afternoon It finished Aberdeen 1, Livingston 1 Hamilton 1, Hearts 0 Hibs 2, Motherwell 0 Rangers 1, Kilmarnock 1 Into the Championship Falkirk 1, Partick Thistle 1 in League 1, it was our both 2, East Fife 1, 4 for 2, Wraith Rovers 1, and Stenhouse Muir Nil, Stranraer 1. In League 2, Annan 3, Edinburgh City 1, Clyde 3, Stirling Albion 1, and Queen's Park 4, Elgin City 1. Finally, the English Premier League, Bournemouth 2, Newcastle 2, Burnley 1, Leicester 2, West Ham 4, Huddersfield 3. Hugh Evans, what are you expecting tonight? Well, the Rangers fans would be unhappy. Deeply unhappy. They've lost a Scottish Cup quarter-final tie at Ibrox and a few days later 
They've dropped two Possibly significant points in the league They have handed Celtic the opportunity To go 10 clear At Dundee tomorrow And that would be 10 clear Before Celtic's next game At home to Rangers Where they would have the possibility Of going 13 points clear I repeat Neil Lennon is a man doing an audition For Brendan Rodgers' job If you want to have a successful audition You're singing and dancing If you want to have an unsuccessful audition You're coughing and spluttering So the ball is now firmly in Celtic's court At Den's Park tomorrow And the Rangers supporters will be feeling disillusioned now Let's do it then 0141 951 1025 Joe is a Rangers fan in Cambus Lang Sum it up for us today Joe Absolutely woeful guys Absolutely woeful No end product I thought the, the, the team looked nervous I just They just looked as if they didn't know what they were doing He's experimenting dropping Barisic Bringing Halliday back in By half time he put Halliday off And brings Barisic back on There's just no end product I just I know he, I, he needs time And I'm not advocating I'm getting facts or anything like that But I just really I'm now concerned thinking Can he turn that around and is he capable of doing the job? Because that was absolutely woeful today. Woeful again. We'll be lucky to hold on to second. Never mind challenging for the title. We'll be lucky mm. to hold on to second playing like that. Well, luckily for you, Joe, Aberdeen are not doing their bit. So that gap is, is as it was before mm. today. Uh, Gordon, a, a word that Joe mentioned that I'm interested in was that Rangers looked nervous. Is that something you noticed? Yeah, I think they looked nervous when Kamano went one in front because you could hear the the groans from the, the stands. Uh, the Rangers fans weren't happy. Stephen Gerrard, no doubt, is feeling the pressure because when Rangers scored to make it 1-1, I looked down at the dugout and he was going absolute ballistic asking for a reaction from the supporters to try and urge his team on to go and win. They had bags of possession today, especially second half. It was one-way traffic. They had all the ball they wanted. And I agree with the caller. If you take Morelos out of this team, they're Joey Average. They created, they created nothing really apart from when the ball went into Morelos, magnificent, the defenders, schoolboy defending, but Morelos loves the fact that he's so tight to him, he's so strong, he turns him and puts the ball in the back of the net. Morelos, I thought, was different class second half. I really did. I thought he worked his socks off, he got his goal, he tried everything. But he needs help. There was nothing else there for him. As much as they had the ball, it was tippy-tappy, and then to the wide areas, put in... Davis goes in on goals and instead of shooting, shooting he, I don't, I, for an, a guy with this experience I'm thinking what are you doing just go and hit the target you've got a great opportunity scoring the Rangers fans are letting Rangers players know that they're not happy now Ali will tell you we've played here when you're not playing well and you're not getting the results the Rangers fans want they come in like you know, and you've got to stand up and have big shoulders and say, right, I'll take the responsibility. Some of the Rangers players look today, correctly so, a little bit nervous because the pressure was on them. But all credit to Kilmarnock, they came here and parked a double-decker bus and says to Rangers, come on then, break us down. Gordon, see when they, when they went to two up top when uh, Defoe came on, did they have a wee bit more impetus? What was the kind of shape 
it, then uh, the feeling about the place? Yeah, they went with the two wide men, two up top. They tried to go and attack. I've got to say, you know, I think Gordon touched on it at half-time. People do criticise Steven Gerrard for his decisions late on with the substitutions. He decided at half-time, no, enough's enough. I, I, I totally agree with Candace. I thought he was dreadful. I don't know what was up with him. Uh, so Gresda come on, he try and give up. But this is where I can't understand it. I watched the first half and I thought Ken on the left-hand side had the better of O'Donnell. He looked dangerous every time he got it in the left-hand side. And I'm thinking, give the ball to him. He's a guy that can create something for you. In the second half, he brings Gresd on. What does he do? On the left. He puts him on the left and brings Kent over to the right. And I'm thinking, I can't understand that. Why do you not just leave Kent over there and say, give the white guys a ball and create... Defoe, come on, it's always difficult coming on off the bench. He never, I don't see him forming a partnership with uh, Morales. The two of them don't link up. They don't play balls into each other, don't make runs off each other. They're individual strikers for me. I don't think there'll be a partnership ever made there. But I've got to say, if you're Stevie Clark, he'll be in the dressing room absolutely delighted. And right at the end there, I know what's going to happen here in the phone. People are going to come in and give the referee a bit of stick for some of the decisions he made. But right at the end there, um, the commander lad was straight through. He had the pace on, I think it was Miller, on Goldston. And Goldston absolutely wipes him out. He doesn't even try for a tackle. It's not like he's going for a ball. He goes for a man and absolutely wipes him out. And I think he got a yellow card for it. But on the show today, I said it before, and I'll say it again. You cannot Mm. defend. You cannot defend the way that Rangers defend and expect to win things. It will not happen. Particularly in the context of this week, Hugh. I was about to bring Joe back in, but he's gone. Um, Particularly this week, you're looking for for that reaction. Even if it is too late, even if it is too little too late to go and win the league, so much negativity following the Aberdeen Cup exit. You're entitled to funny word in football, I get that. But as a Rangers fan, you're certainly going there expecting more of a reaction. You hear of fluctuations in form, and Daniel Candias appears capable of going from peaks to troughs. So he's hooked at half time. But the atmosphere that Gordon Dale is describing is one in which I think too many Rangers players disappear into their own shell. They don't get it. They don't get what it is to play for Rangers. And that's a worry for the supporters, a worry for Stephen Gerrard, and no wonder he speaks about getting in others with stronger mentality. Well, we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard soon, as soon as he does his his Post-match media duties Let's get more On the phone lines From Derek A Rangers fan In Sandy Hills Hi Derek Oh hold on We can't get Derek We're having some Technical difficulties Getting Derek on the phone But we'll get him In just a couple of minutes uh, Gordon DL what, what, what would be the positives From, from Rangers if, if there were any Um. Well they get back Into the game And I thought Morelis second half Was, was different class I really did um, he just has this thing, and, and you boys can see it. Um, you know, you get replays in the, and have a look at it. I just caught it at the end, and Morelis turns round at half time and gets himself involved. And that's what opposition players will now do to Morelis. They'll try and wind them up. He was lucky because if the referee sees it, the referee might have a decision to make. So he came out in the second half and he got his goal. When he plays, he's a very, very good player. There's no doubt about that. Rangers lack something here. 
Um, and I don't know if it's the, the mm. great thing about everybody talks number 10, they lack something. Right, let, let's get the thoughts of Derek, who is now on the line. Hi, Derek. Good evening, panel. Hello, how are you after that, Derek? I said after the Hibs game, uh, just about Christmas time, I was on, and I said I, I would have replaced the manager then, and nothing has made me change my mind on him. That's, I think it's 14 games he's played against Aberdeen, Hibs, and Kilmarnock, and won three. Totally unacceptable. And Alec Ray's failure to criticise the Rangers manager is embarrassing. How has he improved the team, Alec, when you could scrutinise every single one of his signings? Even Ryan Kent is at five, eight assists and five goals. That's not good enough for a Rangers winger. Well, we said earlier on the show that we felt as if the Rangers wide guys should contribute more, so I totally agree with you there, Derek. In terms of where Rangers were this time last year, they were in absolute disarray. They were talking about Murty leaving on the back of the Kachina thing. For me, they were a wee bit more stable in that, that regard. I totally agree in terms of that there should be more. I'm looking at some of the footage today as well. Not good enough. And I think what Gordon Dale's trying to say over at Ibrooks as well is that he's saying you need a mentality, you need to grind out results. It's not going to be pretty all the time. And there's obviously a disappointment and a frustration after that. But for me, there has been progression. You've seen two go two European exploits, uh, two games with um, Pedro Coutinho out against Minnows from Luxembourg. This year, you've had 14 games. You've managed to beat Celtic. So this is things that, that, that Rangers haven't managed to do last season. So I know there's a frustration now and the consistency's beginning to be a worry. Uh, and Stephen Gerrard has to find a way to that improve. Derek? Derek? Uh, Alec, you're not any better off than last season. You're four points in front last season. Uh, or, or, or maybe I, I might even be out three points. It was one, it was, yeah, it was one point going into today. Well, clearly, you know, the, Derek represents uh, that element of the Ranger support. And I, and I couldn't tell you what percentage that would be, but that element of the Ranger support who are looking and saying, no, I don't accept that things are that much better. And for me, as I say, the, the European argument is great. The results were good. The money made was terrific. But for me, the European argument pales into insignificance for the Rangers supporters because they're thinking, we are making no progress whatsoever towards the main thing in Rangers supporters' lives. And that mm. is catching Celtic. Hugh, I'm, I'm listening to Derek there. His, his frustration. I'm listening to Derek there and his frustration is clearly going over. To mention Kent, at, to a man, every Rangers fan I've spoken to, he's been actually impressed with Kent. We listened to Gordon Dale there saying he was got the better of O'Donnell on the left-hand side today as well. And I, at the frustration. So you're actually saying to guys that are actually doing a decent job. You're throwing them into the mix as well as if they are not working. The point, we, the point we were making earlier on, though, is this is all... Become clearer at the end of the season Where we see the points gap What the points gap is between Celtic and Rangers And Hugh painted a perfectly clear picture What could happen Celtic could go to Dens Park tomorrow and win Which takes the points to 10 By the end of this month Celtic beat Rangers at 13 Before the split Now that then becomes a problem When it's at 13 and it could increase mm -hmm. And by the end of the season You could be looking at a huge gap Then I think you'll get a lot of Rangers fans mm -hmm. going Where is the progress? I suppose that the thing would be Derek Because I can hear the Rangers fans now Like yourself saying Well that, that might not happen And we might claw those points back The problem being What evidence would you use To suggest that Rangers can go on That winning run From now to the end of the season There doesn't seem to be any sign of it so far Does there Derek? Can I come back in? Yes on you go. got one 
He's not won more than three games in a row. And Alec going on about Europe. His holy grail was brought in to stop ten championships in a row, Alec. Never mind Europe or any cups. The holy grail is to stop ten championships in a row. And if he can't do it, he should be removed. Derek, you, the thing is, Derek, Derek, Derek you have to listen, son. One, the, the problem, is not Derek, acceptable. Derek, the problem you have is, at the start of the season, this club was in disarray from top to bottom. You think the, the Rangers, you think the Rangers are going to come in, and uh, Stephen Gerrard's going to come in, and he's going to transform that to a treble, treble. Everybody in this panel didn't think that they were actually. Nobody thought that Rangers were going to win the league this year, and it was about trying to kind of bridge that gap. I take the point on board that Mark says it may well be more points. But all they can do is keep work, working and ticking away. For me, it was never an option this season. Derek? Well, I, totally dis- I, I totally disagree with you, Alex. So you expected them to win the league? You've only got one team to beat in the league. You and expect- that is really Celtic. You should be beating the other teams with your budget. Well, well, the- you're, now, you're now becoming an embarrassment to this station if you can't see that. Well, you're failure you to criticise Rangers managers. You're meant see- to be a pundit. Not a supporter, Alex. Derek, see the you see what you just said there. They're supposed to be waiting another way. Where are they in the league? Over a season, you no, should be in the league. Where are they in the league? I, 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 you you just said there you yeah, contradicted I, yourself. He says that they should they don't expect him to finish above uh, Celtic. So where should they be in the league then? The Rangers should be winning the league. You're delusional, son. I think you need to go and have a lie down. 01419511025. We'll leave it there and squeeze one more in before the break. David's in Paisley. Hiya Hi David What do you make of it today? Listen Alec For you to say you're delusional You want to calm yourself down Paul You want to calm yourself down Turning and saying that You're an ex-Rangers player So just calm yourself with that David Um, David, he said No 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 no. First point First point being I've listened to Gordon DL And for once in my life I actually agree with Gordon DL Over the last couple of weeks What has Ross McCrory Got to do To get a game in the Rangers team? That's my first point My second point is That once again, today, I've watched their manager all season. I'll lay my cards firmly on the table. I don't like Steven Gerrard. I've never liked Steven Gerrard, but he's Rangers manager, and I want him to succeed. Simple as that. I want him to succeed. But I've watched their Rangers manager all season, and when the going gets tough, he stands on the touchline with his hands in his pocket, and then he goes and sits in the dugout with his hands in his pocket. Now, Tuesday night, he done it the whole game. Today... He done it right up to we scored the equaliser. Then he came out and gave it the big I am to the enclosure, waving his fist, this, that, and the next thing. And then within five minutes, he's sitting in the dugout with his hands in his pocket again. Now somebody mentioned the word leadership in the Rangers team. Leadership should come from the side of the tap. And Stephen Gerrard, for me, is not showing leadership becoming of a Rangers manager. Now. Do I want Steven Gerrard replaced? No, because I don't think we can get into the, the scenario of keep replacing managers. But he's not above criticism. And I'll tell you something right now. Yes, he's first job in management, but by God, has he made a hell of a lot of mistakes this season. Well, mistakes, mistakes are allowable in your first season, but the point I made at the start of the programme is, in the first season, you are the former great Liverpool footballer now Rangers manager In the second season You're just the Rangers manager And He'll In all probability End this one Trophyless He's got to win a trophy Next season Or he's the ex-Rangers manager No he's got to win the league Next season Sure That's what Alec Ray's comment About that He's got to win the league That's a disgusting comment For you Alec To say that to a Rangers supporter What's that? 
Maybe if it's a general conversation David, you're David. having in the pub, you say that to a Rangers supporter. David. Not on air, that's a disgusting comment to make to a Rangers supporter. David. You've got to remember, he's one of the guys that paid your wages when you were a Rangers player. So I think you owe that man an apology well, for let, saying can that. Can I speak now, David, yeah? Aye, ah, you can. Right, well, what I said was, he says he didn't expect him to finish above Celtic. So I have put a point to him and says, well, where should they finish then? Second, where they're at at the moment. So I was trying to highlight to him and he was keeping going on and on. So what I'm saying is he's delusional because that's exactly where they should be. 0141 951 1025 Stephen Gerrard hasn't quite done his media duties yet, I don't think, but we're going to be hearing from him soon. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson, and Gordon DL are here. They're waiting to take your calls. So 01419511025 is the number you need. If you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. We will be hearing from as many managers as possible once they do their media conferences following today's games. Let's go straight back to the phones, though. Tom's a Rangers fan in Falkirk. Sum up your feelings today, Tom. Hi, hi guys, this is my point to Gordon, all the panel, in fact, I've mm-hmm. been on a few times, as people, as the guys know, I'm bitterly disappointed in the results the past two days, and today again especially, but where did the Rangers go from here? Okay, Stephen Gerrard's first time in management, and he's bound to make mistakes, but the Rangers fans are screaming from possibly to go, they've got to stick by him, give him another track, give him next year and see what he can do then. They would, I think they need to sign in the summer. I hope they can sign a decent right back that can defend because I, I agree with Gordon Dale. Tavern is good going forwards, but he can't defend. They need a good centre half. The OK Cat that's come in today, I, didn't, I wasn't at the game, we couldn't make it today. But Cat, I think they need a decent centre half because his defence are not being good this season at all. They need a, obviously, they need a, a number 10. A decent number 10, possibly, I, I hate to say it, possibly in the, the Tom Rodgick or Callum McGregor, the, a play like that. Mm. And also, in, if Morelos goes, which I think he might in the summer, then the profit goal scorer. To deal with things and that's, specifically. That's my point, but they've got to get, the Rangers fans have got to stick by the, the club and people like the last, people, the last guy came on the morning about Stephen Gerrard, that just doesn't wash with me. Well, fans, fans, fans are going to the game. They pay the money. You know, within the bounds of reason, they are allowed mm. to say what they think. If they don't think the manager's doing a good job. They're allowed to, to say. To be fair, so. Tom's not saying they're not allowed. He's just saying he disagrees. So well, let's. What do you make of the overall point? The, the, specifically dealing with Stephen Gerrard, he will not be removed. He will get another transfer window. He will start next season. If Rangers don't win the title next season. And Celtic extend it to nine in a row I, in my personal opinion Believe that Stephen Gerrard Will not be the Rangers manager The season thereafter uh, Two seconds Tom Let me get Gordon's take from, from inside the stadium Gordon We're at that stage of the season Fans of all teams Are kind of looking at areas for improvement Tom wants you know a right back A centre back A number 10 A striker if Morelos goes um, The problem is that The list is Getting longer Yeah, that, the, It's not easy to do that Yeah they need players Tom said that Tavernier can't defend Me personally I don't think Rangers can defend You watch Kilmarnock's goal today mm-hmm. It's absolutely schoolboy for me Gordon Here's my point in this Do not blame Stephen Gerrard Stephen Gerrard at the end of the day Has been put in a position 
from an under-18 coach at Liverpool. He's going to make a million mistakes in a club as big as this. Now, the question mark is, if Rangers are trying to chase Celtic, stop this 10 in a row, should they employ an under-18 coach from Liverpool and an under-23 coach? to take on that task. Steven Gerrard, like Alec Ray will tell you, Mark Wilson will tell you, myself at our levels, you go from a player to a manager. It is a completely different job and you will make a million mistakes. I looked at the Rangers manager today and I've never seen him expressing the, the relief when Rangers scored. He nearly jumped into the, 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 the stand. He, he was that happy and he was trying to urge it. It was a tension in him. He's feeling the pressure. He's a young guy and his first job and he's come under pressure. I do believe he'll get next year and I hope he does. And I hope he goes on to be a terrific manager. But he's learning his trade. But he's learning it at a big club that won't stop Celtic. Yeah, I mean, listen, Alec, you're always going to get fans who are angry and, and, and maybe don't like what the manager's doing. But I. I I don't detect any genuine serious suggestions that Stephen Gerrard won't be the Rangers manager next season. So I think we can knock, we can kind of knock that one in the head. I think for me he will be there uh, regardless uh, because you know they've invested a lot of money in him. They've given the opportunity to build. Uh, Mark Allen is part of that process of bringing Stephen Gerrard in as well. And I think what you're seeing tonight is the frustration for the Rangers fans. Gordon, you know you're getting people coming on. Uh, uh, the, the David. Uh, come on earlier on I had a pop at myself and then you, the next one's coming on and saying he didn't fancy Stephen Gerrard for the beginning and in the same breath they're actually saying do you know what we, we, we still, I'm still behind him and he'll probably be here next year so uh, the emotion's swirling about with the Rangers public at the moment and it's understandable when you look at you know a couple of draws in the league and going out of the semi-final in the past eight days or so Yeah Hugh that's it we've been talking there are depends how, how big you want to Put this in, in perspective You've got today Which is obviously disappointing You want to stretch it out to the week Then it's definitely disappointing But what that's caused Is people to take a bigger step back And look at the overall picture So there, yeah. there were so many opinions flying about The scatter guns out Managers, coaches, players Everyone's under the microscope As, as Rangers try and analyse Where they go from here Gordon Diel Alec Ray and Mark Wilson Have played for Rangers and Celtic They know These clubs are institutions They are bigger than any individual And that includes Stephen Gerrard So if the club believe That Stephen Gerrard can, cannot stop 10 in a row Stephen Gerrard will be removed Tom Yes uh, what, I agree with what the panel said But I'm going to put a, a point to Particularly Alec I think Rangers are, are lacking a leader Like he's himself Like a player that can yeah. Dig in the midfield. I know Arfield was missing today and Jack was missing, but also the if Gerard, which are, well obviously going to be given next year, but if he doesn't stop Celtic one like uh, nine nine in a row, because I think Celtic are definitely going to win the, the league and possibly obviously I think they won the treble treble treble, and I hate saying that. But where the Rangers go from then? If Gerard can't stop Celtic winning the league next year, where the Rangers go? The, the Rangers fans are understandably frustrated The only thing that would be worse tonight Is if you're a Rangers fan And a Scotland rugby fan And you've come home from the game To find out that with 28 minutes on the clock It's England 29 Scotland nil, And England are about to kick that conversion um, Even I know now a conversion gets you two points Because I've watched so many conversions That this started So it'll be 31 nil shortly This is an absolute doing of the highest order uh, Gordon Deal, what about the midfield then? As Tom says, no Arfield or Jack today Nothing Stephen Gerrard could have done about that 
Kulabali comes in, Davison. Yeah, he could have. Um, I thought um, it's only personal opinions. I can't see what Ross McCrory has done wrong. No, I mean, he couldn't do anything about the absence of yeah, Jack or no, Ruffield. No, but I think that McCrory should have come in instead of Koulibaly. Uh Davis started off well, had a couple of good efforts. He's not really stamping his authority in games, Gordon. I don't know what's up with him. I, I said before the game, you can't take away the boy has got bags of ability. He doesn't seem to be showing it just now. Koulibaly was non-existent, I've got to say. Um I look at young McCrory, I think he's the kind of guy that, you know, they're talking about, I'm not saying he's a leader, but the one thing he'll do, he'll go and get in about things, he'll break things up, he'll he'll make things happen. He's a young, terrific talent. I can't understand why a guy like Koulibaly gets on before him. Uh, and it's okay to say after the game, but the midfield today, Rangers had all the balls. See, second half, it was one-way traffic. It really was one-way traffic. But they just ran out of ideas. They had, you know, they had no, no penetration. They didn't have any one-twos that would open up the command of defence. And that's got to be down to Stevie mm. Clark. They were well organised. But Rangers fans, are, they can't be happy with what's happening here. Well, funny you should say that because Paul's in Crookston. He's not happy with Rangers, but he's not happy with Kilmarnock either. We're going to take Paul's call after we hear from Stephen Robinson. Yeah, the post after the 25 seconds. Do you think that was how it was going to go for the rest of the game? Positive start. <laughs> I think I probably the first minute of the game, the last minute of the game, rounded it um, off today. You know, ball hits the post and comes back off Jake um, when it's a tap in, and then Danny has a great chance and it ricochets back off himself, and it's three, four yards out from goal. So. I thought, you know, it's uh, it's disappointing because we've lost from two set plays. You know, the place to guess you come and lose from two set plays, but um, it's hard. It's hard to be too hard on the boys because I thought we dominated large parts of possession, especially second half. Um, but in the in the bottom two thirds of the pitch, you know, in the, in the final third of the pitch, I thought we just lacked a wee bit percentages today. Our, our final pass, our final cross, our final getting across something was probably the difference. You know, had James a put the chance from a yard in when he takes a touch you know it might make it interesting with the last 13-14 minutes but as I say difficult to be hard on the players um, you know they give me absolutely everything today Five points between them three games to go until the split Hugh that's looking like a real tough ask for Muddle now well top six I mean yeah yeah, but you know Gordon every week teams are having a good result followed by a bad result followed by an indifferent result followed by a good result there's no consistency uh, so I wouldn't give up where Motherwell are concerned just yet I think with the the form that Hibs are shown here over but since Heckenbottom come in that you're looking at a, a team that are actually on the front foot yeah, and for five me, points for three games is a lot it's, it's, too much. A lot. it's too much because effectively if they win one game then they have to win the three and it becomes too much I get what Hugh's saying though I, I know what he's are saying guys but I, this league has been so inconsistent yeah but that's the thing it's going this to take year. it's going to take it's more going than to take, one I bad suppose, result but I mean, the way your league's going this season, Gordon, you never know. Uh, OK, let's speak to Paul and Crookston. Hi, Paul. Hi, uh, I'd like to speak to the panel. Um, first point I'd like to make, Gordon hit it right in the head. Kilmarnock came and parked the bus. They do not let Rangers play football. If they do start playing football, they foul them, put them down and slow the game down to their pace. If you look at the amount of time the goalkeeper took to take a... Uh, Goal kicks, etc. And the players were dropping down just to waste time. They'd done that for the first five, ten minutes. So a commander have to have a look at themselves as a team because they're not entertaining football. Secondly, we lack a leader. We've never had a leader. James Tavernier, the captain, but he's definitely not a leader. 
and they want to look at goals and he has no urgency at all to come out of defence he's got 30 yards in front of him he still wants a big space he still wants to pass the ball across the way and McGregor was to blame for that goal today so that's my point and what do you think of that panel? I think you were right what you were saying there Paul in terms of Alan McGregor he's come into no man's land and he's allowed the command up player and made up his mind allowing him to go round and, and, and convert it I think uh, you're absolutely right in terms of your leadership qualities. You're actually looking for players to step up to the mark, a driving force uh, behind uh, this Rangers team, and they, they don't have that as such. So, uh, and when you look at across the road, Celtic have got them in abundance, and that's what they need to do, Rangers. They need to get players of that ilk, and that's the hard part for Mark Allen and Stephen Gerrard to try and get players to drive this team forward. I'm not sure about the criticism of Kilmarnock, though. I mean, Kilmarnock are there to do a job for Kilmarnock. And to get whatever number of points they can manage. And Is that the way you play football, uh, uh, Hugh? No entertaining football. They stop the game to suit it to their level, it, and it's not entertaining. That, but that's that's, but that's what riles supporters up for both ends of the the, the, the the teams. But it's hard to sit and watch. Uh, it's hard to sit and watch when Rangers are trying to play football. They foul them, slow them down to the pace of the game, and it takes all the sting but, out of the game. But you, Which, but, as but far as I'm concerned, that's no entertaining football. Yeah, Remember, we're inter- we're supposed to be there to be entertained. We're not getting entertained because yeah, Rangers are all getting allowed to entertain their fans. You're supposed to be there to be entertained by Rangers. Kilmarnock have to look but after their own. Entertain with Rangers when another team don't want to play football. Well, that's that's up to Rangers then to Paul, be better. Paul, I'll tell you what, we can solve this quite easily. Kilmarnock fans can phone in, right? And given that it's a results-driven business, I bet you any money the Kilmarnock fans feel pretty entertained tonight. Aye, because they've drew one each. They're, they're delighted with nothing each or a one each draw. I just thought I'd like to, a, a final point, if you don't mind. The only thing that will save Rangers' season this year is, and I know it's <laughs> kind of far-fetched, if we get two decent results against the Celtic, that might save Rangers' face this year. Gordon, do you what do you make of uh, Paul's overall points? Well, first and foremost, uh, after the game... Uh, the Kilmarnock fans stayed in Obviously they locked them in for 15-20 minutes Whatever it may be and they Not were as long as we're locking you in by no, the way No exactly And uh, they were in fine voice They were absolutely delighted Yes Kilmarnock came here They got everybody They had a game plan They parked the bus They knew Rangers had better players They get in about Rangers They made it physical at times um, But that's what Stevie Clark Aberdeen achieved yep. that in midweek as well Stevie Clark is here to do a job and who's right he's here to do a job for Kilmarnock it's up to Rangers to go and entertain their supporters Kilmarnock supporters will be absolutely over the moon with, uh, with the point today uh, the comeback's on Duke even oh, yeah. 31-7 at Twickenham there we go we're on our way back equaliser with any day now we're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard, the Rangers manager. The thoughts after that disappointing afternoon coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's been quite an afternoon. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. We're still taking your calls. Plenty of time to get them in. We're on Twitter as well. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. The big verdict after a frustrating afternoon when Rangers were held at home to Kilmarnock. Is that your I'm disappointed with the result and dropping another two points. Um, can't get away from that. We've conceded a, a poor goal. Uh, defensively, we've conceded a very poor goal. And that's obviously give Kilmarnock a huge lift and then the game becomes uh, even 
more frustrating uh, and even more difficult for us. But I felt like the reaction from going a goal down, the players have done everything they can to get back in the game and, and, and probably done enough to win the game. But I'm very disappointed in the goal we've conceded. And then from that moment, you know, Kilmarnock do everything in their game plan, which is to waste time, to chop men down and, and foul and, and, and keep fouling. And, and it becomes even more frustrating. Um, but the performance weren't far away from, from being OK and, and good enough to win the game. Um, but the reality is we haven't, so we have to take the criticism on the chin. You can tell from your reaction to the goal of the Well, yeah, I felt like we deserved the equaliser. There was one team trying to play football, trying to create, trying to build, trying to do all the right things that you should be doing on a football pitch. Um, and I felt like we deserved the equaliser. Um, we had a couple of interesting opportunities after that, you know, Davis is in in a good area and he doesn't know whether to cross or shoot. Uh, and then Defoe gets in with a chance, you think, maybe at the time. We've had some free kicks in decent areas on the edge of the box, we've had a lot of set pieces, we've crossed the ball, we've tried everything we can to do enough to win the game. But we kill ourselves in the first half because two of our defenders decide to stay high and two drop off. Um, and we can see the very poor goal, so the job became even more difficult from that moment. Well, he's in defensive mode as a manager. He knows subconsciously how this is playing out for the fans and they're not happy. And he, he, If he heard any of tonight's programme, he'll know that for sure. But to talk about specifically Kilmarnock players chopping down Rangers players, Conor Goldson, I think, was a very lucky man to stay on the park. His challenge towards the end of the game to a Kilmarnock player who's bearing down on goal, I think, could easily, easily, been a red card A cynical challenge uh, He took one for the team As Alison Conroy described it But The referee I think Could have sent them off Yeah Again I think it's quite poor That from Stephen Gerrard I mean it's almost alluding to Paul the last caller And saying You know Kilmarnock Kilmarnock are not there To entertain Stephen Gerrard And, and the Rangers fans Kilmarnock and Stephen Clark Are there to do a job And Hugh is right When he's Talking about Kilmarnock disrupting play Listen if Rangers or Celtic go away in Europe And get a result against a bigger side A 1-1 With the same tactics People are on here saying What a result What a tactical masterclass So for Stevie Clark to come with a smaller team And do that at Ibrox There is nothing Nothing wrong with that Gordon Deal Yeah I listened to his interview there He's got to remember back to He's talking about one team trying to do the right things on the pitch I remember sitting at Celtic Park not that long ago and Rangers came under Stephen Gerrard and parked two buses and never went over a halfway line and tried to spoil the game. So Commander are within their rights to do what they've done this afternoon. And who's 100% right? Yes, Kilmarnock made it physical. They get in about things. And that's what you've got to do because Rangers have got better players. But Goldston right at the end. I'm sitting watching it and it was incredible. It doesn't even... Go, he's nowhere near the ball He just decides I am taking him right out Because he's running in and goal He should have been red carded OK let's speak to Charlie Who's in Airdrie Hi Charlie How you doing Gordon? Not too bad How are you feeling this afternoon? Ah uh, Got that same as Tuesday night Exact same thing Just sitting watching They say to yourself When is the other team going to get a goal? Um, something similar to the goal That scored against Aberdeen Just cut through it Like an eight through butter Goal, that's that. Then the next man in there, um, they have to do most basic time and all the rest of it. But um, people, my point is that people are complaining about Gerard 
Um, I don't even think it's the end of the area. It's, 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 you know yourself, it's always a match the manager against the blame. It's the team. The team is absolutely rubbish. There you are. Rubbish. We've got two, play- two three players, I keep saying this, Morelis, Cadiz and McGregor. Three players in that team, that's only three players we've got, right? Until he realises that we've paid all that money for a Lafferty. He never even got a sniff of day, he never even come on or nothing. He's not done anything since his joint managers. The force not done nothing. Uh, I, I just go I just go and expect this to get beat every time, you know what I mean? They'll draw as we've done today. You know? Um I just not just disillusioned me though. But uh, I wouldn't blame Gerard. Gerard he came on there and he said he's near enough stuck up for him again. I can't believe he's near enough stuck up for him. He should be coming out and tell him, tell him straight, listen, you're not going to be at Rangers next season because you're still not doing the, not doing the business and that's wrong with it. Because we need people who want to go in that path. And another thing, see Tavernier. How does Tavernier always get a game? He never ever gets dropped. He's need to get dropped and get tell a lesson. He, does he think he's, he's, he's going to get a game every time? So I'm absolutely stunned about all together to tell you the truth. That's a dangerous thing when a supporter mentions the word disillusioned. Uh, you can't have disillusioned fan bases, uh, not at a club as big as Rangers. So clearly there's unhappiness with just about every aspect of the team uh, and the way it's been managed at the moment. And the only thing that makes that better uh, is good results. And Stephen Gerrard, first of all, has to hope that Dundee do him a favour tomorrow. And then he has to hope that no serious damage is done at Celtic Park, which will only worsen the situation overnight. Yeah, there's a general frustration. And I think when you just look at Charlie there, he's obviously picked out Tavernier, you know, a guy who scored 14 goals with several assists as well. And it's just a frustration throughout. And uh, But and when you listen to Charlie and he's saying you, he's going there expecting a loss every time now, but mm. you're actually looking at the statistics and you're looking at maybe two losses in the last 16, 18 games or something. So... It doesn't really warrant what he's actually saying there But again it goes back to that frustration People are frustrated that they actually can't go over the line They can't bridge the gap And uh, you know, and then that question marks are arising I mean Charlie, you said the only players you think you've got Are Morelos, McGregor and, and Candeus A lot of Rangers fans who phone in here are Overall, not saying today obviously But overall pretty happy with the likes of Jack, Arfield, Kent None of them doing it for you? Not doing it at all for me uh, Kent today, he's good at dribbling with the ball Gets the ball and he can beat every player in the park. But at the end of the day, he doesn't ever say nothing where. He says, he's one shot at goals. Um, he's, I could have kicked him myself. He's a daisy, sort of daisy cutter. You know, mm. these trains in it are nothing. Uh, Go- I mean? Let me ask Gordon who's there. Gordon is the. The, the final product to the next step for Ryan Kent I mean we don't know if he'll be a Rangers player next season but mm-hmm. is that the next step for him in his career? Well he's certainly got the ability the one thing I noticed about him today on the left side when he was getting the ball I thought he was causing problems he looked tricky he looked like he was going to create things and then in the second half when he was swapped over he just completely fell out of the game he didn't have an impact in the game at all the boy has got ability um, but he's got to produce it. The problem with Rangers is consistency, Gordon. Mm. It's been like that all season. We said earlier before the show, uh, sorry, at the beginning of the show, three games in a row is the most that they've won. That ain't good enough for if you're going to try and challenge for the league. Let's hear from Stevie Clark. Happy to believe in with a point. Yeah, I think we'd have taken the point uh, before we came here. 
the game worked out pretty much the way we thought it would. I think the, the big chance that we had just before half time to make it 2 0 was, was probably a crucial moment in the game. So, nah, we, we did well, uh, defended well, good shape. Used to the ball first half, not the best. Uh, a little bit better second half on counter attack. Came off injured after three minutes, so we'll let the medics assess it. It looks like a small hamstring injury. We're lucky now because we've got the international break, so hopefully he'll be he'll be fit for Hamilton. The Rangers manager suggesting that his players should have been afforded more protection from your players today. How would you uh, assess the nature of that comment? We were competitive, start to finish. No more. It was a tricky, tricky surface, very wet. But we, no, no, we were we were competitive. So the referee refereed the game the way he saw fit. If there was going to be any red cards, it would have been for Rangers. Yeah, he, he's answered it correctly. And when he says red cards for Rangers, what he means is the Connor Goldson tackle again. We're back to that one. Stephen Gerrard was in defensive mode because he knows that. The spotlight's on him now He knows that people are looking at him Unfairly First job First season But This is an unforgiving atmosphere In this city And the Rangers fans are not happy with the way he's managing the team right now And all of his comments after the game Reflected that feeling Gordon Deal, Thank you to you on your way home Happy birthday by the way Thank you Oh happy birthday Dad. I'd save it right for the end I forgot Well is it 60 what? Yeah, go on. I'm well, be six to <laughs> drinks tonight. I'll tell you. Enjoy. Uh, yeah, please, Enjoy. no, no, Enjoy. please, please be responsible. Uh, Gordon DL at Ibrooks. Thank you to Hugh Kevens, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray for joining me, Gordon Duncan, in the studio. Uh, thanks to the top team all around the grounds. It really was quite a day. Hibs two, Motherwell nil. Aberdeen one, Livingston one. Hamilton one, Hearts nil. And in the Championship, Falkirk one, Partick Thistle one. The big one here that's got everyone talking was Rangers one. Kilmarnock won That led to a very busy phone line So thank you for the calls And apologies if you didn't get through But the good news is You can do it all over again On Monday night By that time Celtic will have played At Dundee tomorrow So we'll have all the fallout From that one Monday night Six o'clock Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray will be here Make sure you join us GBX is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.